everyone. Welcome to Trading Movies. I'm Janaid. And I'm Omar. And today we're talking Bataan. Do-do-do. <laughs> All right. So, Omar, we uh, we watched Bataan on opening night. I believe we were one of the first shows in our city to watch it. We braved yes. through a winter storm, 27 centimeters of snow, FYI. But we still went and watched the movie. So, uh, what we're going to do in this podcast is we're going to start with a non-spoiler review. And then we will let you know when the spoilers are going to start. And maybe we'll add a timestamp in the uh, in the description as well. So if you want to jump directly to the spoiler part, you can you can go there as well. But Umar, I'll turn it over to you. Where do you want to start with this, uh, this non-spoiler review? All right. Well, to begin with, let's just start with the the fact that this movie has broken like record after record so far. Yeah, good point. <laughs> so um, we have the highest opening day grosser of a Hindi film, I believe, in history. Highest second day opener. Highest to reach like 100 crore rupees in India. I think they're saying that by the end of this weekend, it'll be like 500 crore. Yes, which exactly. Is which is like think, yeah. the, what the highest grosser Hindi ever or something. I don't know. something, But like um, it's breaking record after record. Like, and it, the, th- the, the, the thing also is, is that it broke a record on a Wednesday midweek. Yeah. Uh, when yes, I understand. I I believe Thursday was a holiday in India. I think I'm not sure. Was it was yeah. Thursday holiday? I don't know. I don't know. But uh, Wednesday, it's a weekday midweek working day release, and it did that much business. Thursday, the same thing, and now we're hitting the weekend where I think it's gonna just go crazy still. Yeah, and I've read reports that each day they're increasing the number of cinemas they're playing it in um, yeah. and the number of screens. So that's only gonna probably increase the daily receipts, right? Like you can see. Um, Saturday earning more than Friday and Sunday earning more than Saturday and Friday just because of the number of theaters that are playing it. Exactly. Uh, and we should say, just as two guys who live in the West, the number of videos, TikToks, yeah. reels we've seen of people at the theater uh, dancing at the theater oh, in yeah. the post credits. Uh, it's a lot it's of men, <laughs> a lot of dudes. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's clearly it's having a moment, um, yeah. especially like on social media because I saw it everywhere, even on Thursday. Which is funny because not many people you'd consider would watch it on Wednesday, but Thursday are our time. Um, I started seeing all sorts of clips and stuff online. Exactly on Twitter, and like the the amount of so the amount of people that were lined up and just swarmed into movie theaters in India was pretty insane. I saw some Twitter feeds and some TikTok feeds of like movie theaters in India where it's just like no space to move because every inch of it is just like the hallways everywhere. It's just people are waiting to get in to watch the movie. Yeah, it's giving me a lot of Avengers vibes where I think yeah. they'll get a lot of people who have watched it like five, six, seven times. Yo, and that yo. will make like six months down the road, it'll still be in the theaters making like decent money because people are just keep rewatching just keep it. Going. Re-watching yeah, it. it is It is definitely a movie you can watch more than once. People are going to go see it and they're going to be like, oh, wow, that's so fun. And Let's go again, maybe. Yeah, I can just imagine if I watch this at the right age, I would come out and I'd, like I'd have so much adrenaline, I'd want to like kick a hole through a wall and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Because that's this whole movie is essentially that. Yeah, it's just, like punches and kicks and guns. So yeah, I can see why, especially like a like if you're in that like early teenage group, this is like prime time movie for you to rewatch over and over and over again. Exactly, and um, the and the biggest so there's two also huge things that this movie has. So we were talking our first episode about the uh, the box office in Hollywood, for example, yeah. and how in 2022 it took a dip. Well, 2022 for specifically Bollywood was potentially the worst year in yeah, cinema I think history. There weren't, there weren't very many good high-quality films. There from... weren't, but even the ones that were supposed to be the big budgeters and stuff, they came on and they completely bombed at the box office. And, the you know, everyone was worried about where is Hindi cinema going because there's nowhere to go. Or, or because it's just not working. Nothing was working. And every, every movie that's coming out was just bombing. 
yeah, it kind of goes back to the whole reign of the cons, right? Like, yeah. Is so, it just them who can drive box office attendance, or can other people do? Well, it, it was so it, it it was like it was a conversation between okay, did, what did COVID change? Um, what are the quality of movies like? What is a what is a movie a theater movie experience movie look like now? Yeah, and we should we should yeah. talk about the fact that Disney Plus has Hotstar in India. Exactly. Uh, Prime has their own. Uh, Netflix has their own services. So. They're all competing now in a Bollywood where previously it was you release a movie via the theaters, but now that you have actors who are getting offered streaming potential and stuff like that, suddenly what you can produce and what goes out into the public is a lot, there's a lot less in the funnel, right? Because so many people are turning their attention, even talent outside of actors, writers, um, cinematographers, all that, they're, they're getting checks, right? So why wouldn't you go work for a movie for Netflix or a TV show for Prime? Um, if you're getting paid, you're getting paid, right? Yeah. So the the combination of that plus not only that, you know, we have to remember that last year we saw a movie like RRR, a movie like KGF, which are South Indian Tamil movies, like yeah. just soar, mm-hmm. like break records and soar at the box office. RRR, obviously, we know is recognized worldwide now. Yeah. Um, so again, another conversation, where is Bollywood going? Because all of a sudden there's this shift in India where nothing ever touched Hindi cinema. And now all of a sudden these... Tamil movies or like specifically these big action spectacles um, over the top and or like these like epic style films are just taking over and everyone's trending more towards the those those style of movies over there. Too. Yeah, it's so, kind of like the Marvelization here of movies, right? Where exactly. People are like, I'm only going to go for an event movie, yeah. a movie that that matters, a movie where there'll be a full theater and, you know, we'll all laugh at the same joke, at the same inside joke. Yeah. And I, and I think... This movie, they do have a little bit of that where they're trying to build, not, they're obviously they're building a cinematic universe, but the yeah. way in which they're doing that with inside jokes and kind of veiled implications of other characters yes. and stuff like that, it's, uh, it, they're very much cribbing off of what um, some of the popular franchises have, have done successfully here. Exactly. And now to set up Baton properly, it's because, so we know the stakes of this film. We know it's a high octane spy thriller. We know there's a lot of action. It's, it's essentially an action set after an action set. This movie is. And at the same time, this is Shah Rukh Khan's return after four years. And you can tell they didn't, there were, two, there were two things that were inter in leading up to this movie. There were two aspects that I think we should probably highlight. One is the boycott culture in India. Mm-hmm. So, I think most people who know about this movie know about the whole um, controversy surrounding the Beshram Rang song yeah. and the saffron bikini that Deepika Padukone wears and how Hindu nationalists in India were trying to boycott this film and nationalists who boycotted other films in the past have worked in the last year. We saw what happened to Lal Singh Chanda, which was Amir Khan's movie in the summer. It just, despite being, I mean, if you watch the movie, despite being a decent enough movie, yeah. it just didn't do anything at the box office yeah and, and i guess uh based on what we've said earlier it should be clear to to listeners the boycott culture did not come out in force for this movie not at the all the same way i mean it just it shattered essentially everything shattered, yeah and, and we can touch on it a little bit after but this movie does have a lot of of nationalist tones exactly in in some of the quote epic line readings and and, yes. and what they're saying in those yeah. lines right and, and also some of the thematic motivations for the characters are very patriotic and, and i mean it's a spy movie right it's, yeah it's no different than james bond and his relationship exactly. to britain so there's I, f- I feel like you could see some of that is intentionally added in the film to maybe for that yeah but like fight against that yeah exactly so there's so there's that whole aspect of it 
uh, which people knew it was going to be a patriotic film. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a Shah Rukh Khan film after four years. But the promotion strategy, the marketing strategy of this film leading up to the release was essentially nothing. And it, it was just a song, right? I it think was, was the, uh, no, but, but the couple of songs, like songs are released for every movie. That yeah, comes that's out. Like normal. songs are released, but that's a really normal thing. That wasn't a marketing strategy. That was just, hey, here's a song. Yeah. Um, but there, in terms of marketing, there was not like Shah Rukh Khan was seen nowhere. Like usually they go on to some shows, popular shows. Yeah, going yeah, on. podcasts, go, whatever. Yeah, podcast shows. They'll go on to they'll go on TV. There'll be a lot more appearances of the actors in different press conferences in different cities around the country they'll tweet more they'll, they'll do tweet, all that stuff they'll, yeah. they'll tweet, there's, there's so much but in this movie uh apart from a few short videos online and a couple of songs that released prior marketing was essentially nothing yeah in my research i didn't see anything from deepika nothing, I, I, deepika I'm, so deepika had sharok and and john abraham and uh, director producer mm-hmm. uh music artist a couple of all these people had like a small little interview segment yeah um which was five minutes each no but but compared to other movies yeah like other other releases at this level exactly. yeah. the number of like if you follow ranveer singh on oh on yeah. instagram yeah, yeah. anytime this guy has a movie you're being bombarded Exactly. With reels, Instagram posts, stories, whatever it is, yeah. right? And same thing with Salman Khan. Same thing. Like you really use their because yeah. all of these guys, we should we should say, compared to North American celebrities, these guys have such huge followings in India. Like like they have like you know 80, 80 million Instagram followers, whatever. So they're hitting a lot of people with these. Yeah. But this movie, yeah, you're right. It was a lot more word of mouth. Like people just talking about it. And but it was it was a it was and it's been being talked about that it was a conscious choice by the makers it makes sense to not do this just because they didn't want Rukh khan to be seen anywhere yeah uh except for when they just get on when people go to the movies because oh. they're, they're like you know what the craze for him to come in a movie after four years like the the like people want to see anticipation so yeah anticipation, anticipation yeah. for him is so much they wanted to keep him behind there were actually shows that reached out to him and said hey come on to the show we're gonna we'll, we'll talk about the movie and stuff and he Shahrukh khan actually declined to go on those and, and we should also say though yeah. Shahrukh khan is probably bigger than any media institution anything <laughs> yes. that, like it's it's they're not doing him a favor right yeah. when they're like hey come on our show it's very much he is the big get so yeah. it's also it helps with the whole mystique of a spy movie exactly. if you don't if you don't bring him out he doesn't talk and I don't think he has the long. I think that's a wig, but like it would have been really weird if you just saw him around with long hair doing interviews. I think it was it was actually his hair. It was his hair. Yeah, well, it, it, it would. Yeah. It, I I appreciate it just seeing it on screen and not at yeah. random award ceremonies. And yeah, stuff like that. Um. So anyway, that's like the prior to the movie, just a little setup on you know what it's done in the box office so far, um, the build up to it in terms of marketing and in terms of the boycott culture, in terms of what it means for Bollywood, because this is the biggest movie Bollywood has seen in a while. Yeah, and, and we'll, we'll like provide a, updates on the box office exactly. too, because I'm sure it'll be a story in the next couple of weeks, because yeah. it's going to be huge. But like, was. yeah. So, but getting right into the film itself, um, now you're not you're not advertised anything wrong when you're going into this movie. <laughs> yeah, you know what you're going in for. You're going in for you're gonna go buy popcorn. You're gonna be munching on popcorn and you're going to be watching dishum dishum <laughs> yes essentially <laughs> it's going to be a lot of action and um it's a pretty okay on the offset and you know this is the non-spoiler review so we're not going to get go into details of the story too much but on the offset it's a it's a pretty simple setup uh we've got patan as a spy we've got a threat to india uh we've got john abraham who is the biggest threat to india <laughs> and we've got uh and we've got um you know a battle between these two yeah um, and, and it, yeah. exactly that it's yeah, just yeah. it's 
there's a threat, one guy has to stop it. Exactly. It. And Bataan is the guy. I mean, yeah. that's uh, no one's going to be confused about that going into the movie. We all know what we're signing up for when you pay, when you pay money to go watch this. Yeah, this is not a, um, <laughs> this is not a movie about, like, brain cancer. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not what it's about. So, I mean, anything else, like, we can go into the details of the story, what worked, what didn't work, um, the writing. We can get into all that in the spoiler part, but, like, essentially what you're going to watch, a spy thriller, action-packed, a, a lot of high-octane set pieces, a lot of different elements that they're trying to bring into the movie. I, as you saw in the trailer, you you know you see a train fight, you see um, a, a, a motorcycle chase on ice, you see the jetpacks, helicopters, you see the helicopters. So you see, you're, you're, you know, they're trying to show. You see airplanes and you know skydiving, and mm-hmm. you you see elements from all over the place being b- brought into this movie to try and create the most high octane set pieces. And you know, the one thing you can com- commend this movie for is they're they're trying. Yeah, they are. Tr- they're, they're definitely they're, doing that. They're they're aiming really high. Yeah. Um. And in a lot of those places in this movie, we can I can say that I found a bunch of them were executed nicely. Yeah. And I can also say that there were some choices that were not put in this movie. Yeah, I think there were some. I so let's let's start with maybe let's let's give our general so, thoughts of the plot first, and yeah. then we can go into some of the set pieces and stuff. Exactly. So so in terms of the the plot itself, what did did you think it was strong? Did you think it was weak? What did you think? So the plot itself, I could have done with a bit more um editing in terms of the the writing i totally agree i thought i thought <laughs> yeah. they made the plot too confusing like you can understand it yeah but they did a few too many confusing things in the plot yeah they added a few too many wrinkles where almost it's like minimalism helps sometimes, exactly right like yeah. you could have removed one wrinkle and it would have been just more straightforward like, i would have been a lot more happy if instead of bringing in uh, another you know complicated element in, into the plot they removed that and brought maybe um an emotional element or brought an element where okay it just helps you connect more with the plot mm-hmm. instead of just throwing a bunch of different plot pieces at you yeah because because they do yeah. they do jump uh across the globe a yes. lot yeah. and they are uh essentially like omar said it, it's there's maybe like five or six minutes minutes of like actual dialogue and the rest <laughs> is just jumping from like exotic location to exotic exactly location. Um, but yeah i think we agree on the plot where it's pretty standard for an action movie a spy movie yeah um and action and spy movies thrillers like this they're always gonna have a little bit of complexity to keep you on the edge of your seat keep you guessing uh i think this one some of it was telegraphed but some of it was also like all right come on really are you are you gonna do this again are you gonna they're almost like trying a little too hard yeah you know like it's like oh we could jump over 10 houses but what if we did 400 instead it's just exactly you don't need to go that yeah yeah. that far and a lot of a lot of the times um with uh yeah with with the plot it it kind of yeah it kind of felt stretched in terms of plot lines here Mm -hmm. and there um Mm -hmm. where i find the movie at some point uh, i would say so the first, so there's obviously there's two halves, interval, first half after the interval, we've got the second half of the movie. But I would say the second half of the first half, mm-hmm. I say at times it sagged a little. Yeah. yeah. So so because of because of that, uh because of that as well. But the thing is that you're you're brought right back into it because the second half does pick up on a pretty high note. Yes. Um, and which we're gonna get to. Um more in our spoiler part but um but uh these there's a couple of times in the movie where you're like okay it's kind of sagging a little 
I, you do get brought back into it though. So yeah. Yeah. So I think I think that, that a great great segue into that is is Umar's right. There are some points where it might sag a little, but this movie is essentially built around four main action sequences. Yes. Right. So we'll we'll call out the sequences right now. We won't go into too much detail. We'll talk about them a little later. Yeah. But it's essentially um, Shah Rukh Khan's intro. Um, there's a scene in Dubai. There is a scene in Russia on a train. And then there's obviously the final the final fight scene. But these four kind of columns are what you're jumping from from in each exactly. movie. And actually, it's funny because within that, there's also a few more like sequences. That, yeah, there's, there's sequences, that, there's sequences between, within yeah. those that, yeah. that are, are kind of insane too. But, but for, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, no, yeah, go ahead. But for the, um, for like... For the action sequences in this movie, especially since we're talking about, you know, we're talking about them not in too much detail specifically just because we don't want to spoil anything right now. But we have this general mindset when we're going into an action movie that's made by Bollywood. Yes. All right. So and this general mindset or this general expectation that we have is that we're going in to watch a lot of slow motion. Yeah, Bollywood physics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're going to um a lot of physics that probably don't make sense. Um, a lot of um a lot of um what what do you call it S- slow like s- slow motion high high um, concept high concept high aim that kind of in a lot of movies in the past have bordered on the comical yeah i think the the fact that there's a whole subreddit called bollywood physics where it's like yeah we're going to i think the greatest example is just Ajay Devgan and Singham. Like, exactly. like yes. it's they're clearly trying to do something, but they're over rotating <laughs> so far that they turn a guy who, if I'm being frankly honest, doesn't look like he exercises that much, doesn't look like he is at the peak physical condition, but the things he's doing are things that even Olympians couldn't do. You know, yeah. even Olympic javelin throwers couldn't yeah. throw javelins the way this guy is in that movie. Exactly. And I think the contrast with maybe Hollywood and Bollywood is. Um, and Bollywood is is picking up on this now, is the Bollywood stars of like the 90s and 80s, some of them would work out and be jacked and stuff. Others wouldn't, but you'd still have to suspend reality and believe that they could, I don't know, beat up 30 dudes on their own. Whereas Hollywood has always had that like, you know, training regime, blah, 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 you know, work out, look jacked, even if you're not doing any of the action sequences. This movie, I thought, was a little more honest. Obviously, some of the action sequences are excessive, but... John Abraham, realistically, you could see him doing some of the stuff. So, oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Shah Rukh Khan, at least the way they show his body, you're like, ah, I can see yes. like someone doing this. <laughs> now, I want to I want to put a caveat here. Like 80% of what they're doing would either tear your limbs apart <laughs> or if you did it once by some magical capability, the next day you wouldn't be able to stand. Uh, that's the, what, some of the stuff that they're doing, but they, they've got them like running a marathon a day, essentially. The, 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 yeah, the, yeah. the way the athleticism is. So yeah, so basically, what you what you see in a Bollywood film is um, is generally different in terms of action when it comes to Hollywood films. Now, in Hollywood films, it's always been high octane, really fast action. So uh, you know, hand to hand combat yep. is usually very fast, uh, very creatively choreographed, and very um, very quick. Yeah. So. And when you when you translate, the, and that's why for people who will go and see a Bollywood action movie and they see hand to hand combat generally in a Bollywood film, they're gonna notice that hey, there's a lot of slow motion here. There's a lot of 
close up to uh actors reactions after they land a hit after they get hit and and bystander reactions i like oh yes yeah, yeah, yeah. E, exactly as to the actual fighters. exactly that and, and things are just happening a lot slower yeah so these two styles because they've always differed so much people either like one and don't like the other generally generally if you're brought up in north america and uh, you're used to watching hollywood films and you see high octane action that you see in mission impossible the born series um even 007 um and you see these action sequences then when you go into other movies um in in bollywood and you see these action sequences that are happening just at a much slower pace there's too much time in between each hit there's yep. a lot of slow motion that's slowing down the entire pace of the fight it just feels a bit over dragged and that's where the comical aspect also comes in a lot not to mention that a lot of times the physics just don't work i think i think the best example of this what you're talking about is sudan shatin mehuna the final fight yeah. scene when he does like the arm pump exactly <laughs> like, yeah. while shahrukh khan's falling he does the arm pump and then beats him again yeah. my brother and i love that scene we do that <laughs> yes. arm pump all the time because we're like this is unreal this is someone sat in an editing room was like yeah this is legit this is good stuff but it's 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 funny because you see that stuff and for them it's like that's they're adding something to a fight yeah. that they think is like oh this is cool he's gonna do this i think this i think it's also just like a cultural thing uh, it's right? a cultural what, what do you thing. go to the movies for pure exactly. escape and guys look we love john wick movies we know it's not realistic for exactly. a guy to do that but yeah. it's i think how far do you push that boundary is, exactly. is where it goes like a guy yeah. like john wick he will get hit by a car and then he'll limp the rest of the movie yeah whereas in some of these movies you could fall out of a plane, land on your feet, roll, and then the next thing you know, you know, you're beating forty dudes by yourself. Yeah, and it's it's just a matter of how far you you want to push that boundary. Yeah. So now, but now knowing these expectations and these these past experiences we've had watching Bollywood action, I want to bring the action we see into this movie and compare it with our minds. And now, one thing that also I want to differentiate between Bollywood and, and Hollywood action sequences is, and just the general feel is that we as an audience need to remember that when they're making movies in india and when they're making sequences set pieces um in india they have one thing in mind as well and that one thing in mind is that there is an audience reaction that's always persistent in india and i think that's a great segue to the the introduction of a character exactly so you know whereas you know we'll watch mission impossible and we'll see tom cruise's intro scene and it's not going to feel any different than any other actor in that movie coming in onto screen it's going to be it's going to be a very simple intro maybe he'll be doing something act, uh, maybe he'll be doing some kind of action or maybe he'll, he won't even be doing some kind of action but regardless there's going to be no slow motion pause on his face <laughs> there's going to be no there's going to be no you know hot like crazy music uh, a pause on him you know showcasing him for a few seconds just so an audience can cheer yeah. and react and then continue with this they, they really build in like the pause for applause exactly. into the movie and into if, the way they cut the movie exactly and if you notice in this movie like and if someone who's never seen a bollywood movie before and if they're going in to watch this they're gonna feel you know for Shah Rukh Khan's introduction scene now you know you notice um if you remember when you when we saw when we were watching his introduction scene you know at first you don't see his face very very well his hair is covering him the black widow yeah then his his face appears which is fine but when he gets when he gets up yeah and the fighting's about to start right before it starts there is a quick zoom in music up yeah onto him and you know in India everyone's up cheering they're absolutely and they're going, going crazy. crazy yeah and but a North American audience going to see that we're not like the audience that is not the atmosphere is not present here. No. So when we see that here, it's like, oh, interesting. 
and then we just keep go- and then we go on to the rest of the scene because we don't have a reaction like that generally in North America. Yeah, and and that intro scene that I think that really sets the tempo for the whole rest of the movie because exactly. the way he comes in, the way the way they show him, even the line reading, he's doing that thing with his voice where he's sounding like Batman, mm, uh, Christian yeah, Bale, yeah, where he's like, yeah. he's like a deeper, yeah, voice. Yeah. Yes, and, and it's all meant to build that that mystery and and all of that. But I think. In terms of the intro scene to this this film, when we say it sets the it sets like the the pace or the tone, it sets it. But then each subsequent action sequence breaks through that scene. Exactly. And like you watch this first scene, if you watch it isolated, you're his first sequence. He's you're like, there's no way. Like, what else is this guy gonna do? Yeah. And then every subsequent sequence, he. He essentially dumbfounds you with the yeah. things that they make his character do <laughs> repeatedly over and over and over again. But I have to say, so we talked about four major action sequences in this film. So now that we brought his introduction in, that is the first major action sequence of this film. Yeah, his uh, intro. His intro scene. And, and it's about, it's very similar to um, to kind of like Black Widow in Avengers where you're tied to a chair and you're being interrogated. Yes. And I think that's a classic spy motif too. Happens to James Bond all the time, like Casino Royale, same thing. Yeah. It's tied to a chair and he's being interrogated. Uh, so it's a very, I think it's a very thematic way of introducing a character like this, where you realize, yeah, he's a badass. And yeah. guess what? He's not locked in a room with you guys. You're locked in a room with him. Yes. Right? That's the yes, badass exactly. kind of thing they're trying yeah. to do. And the fun thing about this, so, you know, we're going to talk in the spoilers about what worked, what didn't work. I got to say his intro scene, um, to a, the greater extent of it, the hand-to-hand combat and stuff, to me, it worked. Yeah, there was one kick he had in there where it looked so good. It looked yes. like Chun Li kicking. Like yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm sure that wasn't him. Whatever. <laughs> but the in terms of the way they have the actual kicks and the punches, they look like someone who's been trained, like a yeah. martial artist. And we should say that there are movies where that's not always the case, yes. right? Where it just looks like someone kicking down a door, but it looks exactly. like someone who's never kicked before. But yeah, but here we have hand time combat where he's facing you know multiple people one after the other. Um, Pretty well choreographed. I thought it was really well choreographed. Um, I liked the action. I didn't. I wasn't watching that like, oh, what's going on? I was watching that like, hey, this, this, you know, I like the background music during it. Yeah, they had some the very, they, they had played. some cool shots they too. Had some cool of shots, the, the angles, the way they filmed it, exactly. And uh, I really, I, I thought the the shot. We see this in the teaser as well. The shotgun popping up in the air, coming yeah. down, um, and then he grabs it and shoots two guys. That 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 so shot was very that cool. shot was really good because it was all a one taker. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really liked the way that they did that. Um, so I generally his intro scene, the action, the hand to hand combat in that scene, I was a fan of. It lost me a little bit later when the helicopter came in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll we'll get into that more in the spoiler yes. side. Yeah, uh, but overall, I would say if we're talking about the action in this movie, yes, it over rotates a bit, and yet yes, it does get a little unrealistic at times. But if you were to compare it to other Bollywood movies, the level's pretty high in in terms of even like the non CGI stuff, the hand to hand, like you said. Yeah. Um, some of the use of the guns is yeah. it's very accurate in terms of what we know from movie physics yes. compared to the more the well, more ridi- the, past, the more ridiculous yeah. right exactly. um so maybe that's a good segue into Umar. we're talking about these action sequences 90% of action sequences now have a huge vfx yes component so in terms of Yashraj and they're, they are, you've written here that they have their own VFX department. Yeah. How did you feel like their performance was for this film? So I want to say that Yashraj Films VFX I've never been a fan of. Um, I, people who are listening to the podcast, if you've watched, you know, Amir Khan's Thugs of Hindustan, which came out in 2018, 
Um, if you've even seen War, which is part of the Spy Universe movies that came out 2019, the one with Hrithik Roshan, um, if you've seen the Ekta Tiger movies, uh, if you saw Shamshera, which was the 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 recent one that Ranbir Kapoor came in, you know, and the, I'm sure there's more we can name, but those are the off the top of my head, those are the ones that come up to me. I've never been a fan of their VFX because I don't want to look at scenes in a movie and know that I'm looking at VFX. And at the same time, I don't want set pieces there put in there as as VFX set pieces where I can tell that's clearly fake. So that's one aspect of it. So YRF, I've never been a huge fan. Now, the, and the reason that I'm talking about the the you know the VFX in terms of the production company is because Shah Rukh Khan has been a pioneer essentially in India of vfx like for years he's been a driving force into improving vfx in india well that that's kind of just like steven spielberg did you know if, if we didn't have um steven spielberg we wouldn't have thx audio in movie theaters because oh, he wow, wanted that, that for return of the jedi he wanted that technology oh, yeah. so it's the same kind of thing where they're like james cameron right yeah f it i'll just build it myself exactly. right because i want to raise it i think I that's raise. very similar to what he did with red and, chilies and that's what he's done with his, his production house red chilies and when you see Red Chili's movies that require a lot of VFX, you, they're done well. Like, that's one thing he has. Like, you can watch his movie Fan, which didn't hit didn't hit the right note with audiences anywhere, really. That was a flop. <laughs> okay, you can watch uh, you can watch Zero. Again, same thing. Big flop. You can watch Ravan. Again, big thing. Big <laughs> flop. Okay? But these are all movies that are Red Chili's VFX and whether you, whether you like the story, the concept, whatever it is, the one thing you can't say about these movies is that the VFX was done poorly. Like in Fan, it's the first time in um, in the movies where they've de-aged a person to that level. Um, and it's done really well. Yeah. Um, in Zero, he's playing a dwarf. The sequences in that movie are done really well. Um, you, I, I never look in that movie and think, oh, I'm looking at VFX. Um, you look at Rawan again, 2011 movie. I'm sure now when I look at that movie, I'll look and be like, oh, look, VFX. Cause it's, it's not yeah, and these movies, old, that, these like, movies yeah. that you're listing are all very VFX forward, right? Exactly. And this movie, um, it is also, I would say, VFX forward, even though not everything they VFX, I think, had to be VFX. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So when it comes to this film, now we can say that ambition was really high with VFX. Like the, the director, Siddharth Anand, by the way, his ambitions in terms of what he wanted to show on screen, the set pieces he wanted to achieve, ambition was really high. And that's where I'm like, I have no issue if you're going to set your ambitions high and you want to bring in these extra over-the-top or you know high-octane scenes but the VFX needs to hold up if you're going to bring that in the film. I think it's the classic uh, eyes eyes wanted it, but stomach was too small. Yeah, and that's why <laughs> and that's why I was like, listen, I understand that this is a big YRF project. YRF is creating the spy universe. Of course, YRF is going to want to use their in-house production for for yeah. VFX. But when you're cre- like, I, I mean, I don't know if I was YRF, I want I want to put the best product in front of my audience, and I'm like, okay, my if my if my production house is not at the same level as this one that we have also have a great like we have access to this red chilies company yeah the, the actor who owns that company is working in this film we can use this company and achieve better results uh-huh. and and you know hit the right note or execute these high octave sequences a bit better why not and i think i think 
we don't want to beat around the bush. I think there were a lot of, or there was quite a few flaws with the with, with the VFX in this movie because of that that you can yes. identify. Yes. So um, I think the one that's obvious that I've already seen people online talk about is the train sequence. The train sequence. Now the train sequence. Um, I like to put the, I like to break the train sequence into two parts. I agree. I I agree. Yes. I concur with that. Yeah. So there's there's when they're inside the train, yes. and then there's when the other part. Exactly. Right. And yeah. and inside the train is probably one of the best sequences of the film. In my in my opinion, my favorite. Uh, yeah. In terms of the hand hand to hand, it's it's. It, you know what it reminded me of Shang Chi when they're in the bus. That you know what it also reminded me of what because the initial the the first bit of it was um was a one taker yeah oh like uh daredevil daredevil yeah oh, what a great sequence and it was a great and they executed it really well no he that that was probably one of my favorites probably my favorite sequence yes that and uh uh one of the deepika uh deepika fights where yes. at the beginning yeah it, it's it's awesome she does a really good job yeah. before the again before the second part where the guns come out but yeah, yeah. when it's just her hand to hand she's awesome exactly uh, but yeah the train sequence particularly if you watch the movie You'll notice a couple of things on the second half of it where yeah. it's pure CGI and it begs to question again. They did that same thing that we've mentioned a few times where they, they could have done a sequence and then they decided to turn it up to 11 and yeah. they, they added so much more to it yeah. for spectacle. Exactly. I, that's it, It's not related to plot. The plot doesn't require these things to happen, but they said, we have a star. We need to put him in a star position. And yeah, spectacle yeah, yeah. ensues. Yeah. Um, what so, other what other stuff did you find was um, the other thing that I wasn't uh, a huge fan of with the VFX. So the the train sequence is the one that stands out a lot. The other one was, um, yeah, the uh, the two planes. Yes, when they were flying <laughs> side by side. Yes. Yeah, that was yeah not great. Um, and uh, what else is sticking out to me? There there is something else. Um, You're talking about the vault or the vault was was noticeable CGI. Yeah, very yeah. noticeable CGI. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's things like that that irk me. Like, you know what? I'll forgive a, you know, for example, um, the train sequence, mm -hmm. a couple of CGI moments. I'll forgive an in-combat CGI um, moment. Yeah. Okay? But it's hard for me to forgive when you're placing an object in front of me. Yeah. And I can tell that that object is CGI. It's, it's just fake. Yeah. yeah. And I think I think when it comes to spy thrillers, like what we know about, there's a kind of like, there's two watermarks. On one end, you're like the born identity where it's like very handheld, not huge stunts, but like you're not jumping out of planes or anything. It's very like grounded, right? Yeah. And on the other end, you have the Mission Impossible. Yes. This movie absolutely sees itself on the Mission Impossible side of things. Yes. The, the global nature, yes, but yeah. also the level of stunt that they're trying to pull off is is an Ethan Hunt level. Yes. It's, it's not it's not Jason Bourne level. Yeah. The The... the I want to say the word that I would use to describe Ethan Hunt is the audacity, the yes. audacity which which they are applying yeah. to some of these things. It's very high, and as a result, look, the, these movies that that like these Hollywood movies, they're trying to do these things practically, right? Yes. And in these circumstances, there's some instances where it's just very obvious that it's not being. Yeah, it's it's, it, you, you don't have the time or the ability or the training to get it done practically, so yeah. you try to VFX it and it cheapens the the impact of the performance a little. Exactly. Oh, and, uh, speaking of the VFX, then another example, um, which is, again, in the teaser trailer and in the trailer of the movie, you can see um, the VFX of when John Abraham shoots the, uh, shoot, takes a rocket launcher at the at the Hummer or at yeah. the truck yeah. uh, in Dubai, and the truck flips, flips over in, and yeah. comes at you. Like, when it's coming at you, you can tell that this is 
a CGI truck. Well, and actually, that's a good point because yeah. we, we really enjoyed the intro, uh, Shah Khan's intro, but there's one part where he jumps out of the room and he slides... Slides on the helicopter. On the helicopter blade. blade. Yes. And again, that does not need to be in the foam. Like, yeah. he doesn't need to do that. Unless it can be executed at a level where you're like, okay, sick, this worked completely. <laughs> yeah, like, he could, yeah. he could have just jumped onto it and, like, grabbed onto it like a monkey bar and jumped off, right? Yes. And someone could theoretically do that. Yeah. But they're like, no, nah, we need to make them look like a subway yeah, surfer. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It needs to be all style. Yeah. And it needs to, yeah. I think that's in, the, that's in the trailer. Yeah. Yes, it's in the trailer as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's, it's things like that where, again, ambition high, but the VFX, at, uh, in a lot of cases, just didn't allow the ambition to reach where it needed to go. And I'm not saying that, like, you know, the, yes, I don't think a couple, a couple of sequences need to be in the movie specifically the way they were i i think in terms of the plot itself yeah so most of these movies are always going to be he- plot heavy yes. but there are certain things that you could have removed entirely from the film and it would yeah. have had made no difference yes uh to the overall exactly to the overall fun of the movie but 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 the so keeping vfx in mind talking about action in general in this film what i'm pleased to say is the hand-to-hand combat when we talk about that it was good I like the hand-to-hand combat. It was good. And it was a, a great, it was a refreshing thing to see when we're really used to a certain style in Bollywood films that generally we don't get pleased by. But it was really nice to see in this film that they really worked hard in choreographing nice hand-to-hand combat sequences. Yeah, and I would I would specifically yeah. say Deepika's first fight um, yes. is really, really well done. It reminds me of all the big like women action heroes that we've seen over time, the moves that she's doing. And and a lot of the stuff where like, you know, wrapping legs around necks and like twisting exactly. people over. Exactly. That was that was that was really cool. And I, I would agree with Omer that in general, uh there was definitely a goal of, of making something that was earth shattering. But I think they could have bought it back like two degrees in most circumstances and it would have been the same it would have had the same effect. See, I would have been I would have been happier if they just like you mentioned, we have the Ethan Hunt spectrum and yeah. the Jason Bourne spectrum. If they if they if they brought this hand to hand combat and stuck with the Jason Bourne spectrum, but I think I think this movie, like what you mentioned at the preamble, because it's such a huge, it's such a huge film. Four years since Shah Rukh Khan released yeah. the movie, it needs to be a spectacle. It needs yes. to have people yeah. getting up off their seat, going yeah, yeah, exactly. right. It needs to make you feel like you're a superhero. Yes, and, and this movie does do that. Um, so maybe moving on from the VFX somewhere, what other uh, things do you want to discuss before we hop into the spoiler side of things? Um, so we can talk about the acting performances. Yeah, so some yeah. pretty good performances yes. in this movie. Uh, yeah. what you, you, who do you want to start with? Well, let's start with Hassar Let's start with Hassar Wait, who's he? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was... Um, I thought he played his part really well. And I want to say it, I want to say it in what... Like, with, with Shah Rukh Khan, there is... Um, there is a certain expectation you have in the films he comes in with his acting as well. I mean, generally he's 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 someone who comes and gives a good performance in every film. Like he's genuinely a good actor. Um, g- generally when you see him, um, but in this film he had to steer away from any, um, let's say, dramaticness. Mm-hmm. Even though his character possessed a lot of drama in terms of physical um, stunts and stuff, but in his poise in his demeanor he needed a very cool calm and um and relaxed demeanor um and you can tell by his voice 
Um, and by the way, the way he speaks and stuff, I thought he did a good job. I think I think he did do a good job with the script he was given. Yes. My only issue was there was a little bit of variance in the tone for his character, where it's like very jokey sometimes, but then also very serious yeah, other times. I had an issue with that as well. Yeah. Um, see, from the from the trailer of the film, you the thought teaser, it was pure serious, I, like no joke. You jokey. thought this is this is a serious character. Like this yeah. is this is this is like. Bruce Wayne in the Dark Knight series, but I think that's yeah. that's also the masala nature of Indian movies. You have to have a little bit of everything. Yeah, and it's one thing that I wish we didn't need. Yeah, because like like for example, and um, you know, there's there's a couple of sequences where they try to give him you know these comedy lines or these sequences where you know, like the ruble line. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like that one, and like for me, it takes away from the um sincerity of the character. I, I couldn't agree more because, because okay, there are moments where you're being funny and it's organic in, in like yeah. a movie, right? And that's fine. But then when it's like you're actively going out of your way to make jokes yeah, and it's like, like dude, this, this is a serious moment. You know, no, yeah. But I'm like, but like this is, you know, you saw you saw him in the teaser. You saw him in the, the we, we all saw the title announcement of this film when we have him coming out of the dark, walking very serious lines um very serious the, the dialogue he was saying in that in that line when he was talking about his character in the movie it was very it was very it was a very serious tone yeah but i i, I don't know if that's necessarily his fault or if it's the right no, it's not his yeah fault. i think i think he did a i think he did he acted relatively well yeah. i think he was given a few lines that were very very cheesy but yeah. again that's yeah. not necessarily his it's fault. not him i mean ideally if i was him i would have liked to push back on the stuff they were saying i thought that those for a guy who's supposed to be a very serious, very like serious character, he he does he has a lot of quips. It's very like Iron Man, Tony Stark. Yeah, and Peter, and, Peter and I want to see we we wanted to see this rustic, serious spy. Well, I mean, well, part I of the part, part of the movie is like they tell you he has a horrible backstory, right? So yeah. you're like you think that would have like jaded you and turned you hardened you and like yes, life isn't funny anymore. Yeah. But he's just and and you know what? Funnily enough, we should talk about John Abraham too. I, I loved him in this movie, but he does a lot some of the similar stuff where, you yeah. know, like some of the videos that he sends, like he's like, the tone just changes and you're like, this character has not acted like this at all through the movie and now he's like joking around. Yeah. And it's, I don't know what the, the, the decision making was for that, but in terms of consistency, I thought the women in this movie were the most consistent. Deepika and Dimple were the most consistent in terms of tone across the movie. Yeah, yeah, they were for sure. In terms of tone, they were. See, John Abraham um, as as a character, like everyone's praising his uh, his performance in the movie a lot and stuff. And I agree that he did a good he job. He did a good job. Um, and again, maybe what I'm about to say, again, like you said, is not his fault. It's more the script's fault. Yeah. But where it steers more on the, okay, this is not necessary again, is, you know, in the second half when we're seeing these recordings and stuff. Yeah. And then I'm just like, that aspect of it, I'm just like, it's taking away from his character. <laughs> those those recordings know? reminded me, you know, the the money launderer in The Dark Knight, when he's like, I've taken all your money already. Oh, yeah. And he's in, the, he's in the plane. That's what he reminded me of. But like, the smarminess, like he's like joking and laughing and he's so jacked with yeah. his Rolex and his tattoos. And you're like, yeah. okay, but you don't need to do it like this. Yeah. Like, like it needs to be executed a lot. Like, you know, Joker had a couple of scenes in the in the Dark Knight where he was um serious. Where he was where he was on uh, on a camera talking to Batman kind of stuff. Yeah. And or like to Gotham um or into the police force and stuff. And you know, he's you know, he's pretty you know, he'll have his like 
rooks and stuff like he'll have his laugh and stuff in there but like but that that's his character's a joker yes right? joker. this guy this guy's supposed this to guy be you're like showing us terrorist. like the serious terrorist guy and then you know the second half is bringing in like these video messages where he's and like, also yeah. not not to mention not only the terrorist but he has an axe to grind with the indian government yes. like they they wronged him yeah, yeah. <laughs> very badly <laughs> and then he's like at the moment he's he's you know the point where he's about to to get revenge he's his character starts like kind of being jokey and sassy yeah, almost, yeah, right? Yeah. And that that was again. I think that that's more the script. Like the the writers are doing what they can with what they're. Or sorry, the uh, actors are doing what they can with what they're given. Yeah. But I didn't I didn't love that. But co- contrast to Dipika and Dimple. Dimple might have been. Uh, I loved her. She yeah. was she was the the most consistent, and also the most real. Like there is a Dimple character out there right now who works for an organization like this yes. who does this work. That I liked. Um, Deepika's character, again, I thought the acting was really well well done. Some of her lines, some of the script was yeah, did yeah. not do her justice. No. Yeah. Um, but, and also some of the motivations. I'm not sure if we really got into the char- that character's motivations to begin with in this movie at all. So I think that might be a, yeah. a little bit of a blind spot. They very much focused on the two male leads and not, not her. True, like they they did try to get her included in all the action. They did have yep. a few special moments yes. for her, which we will get into. <laughs> we'll see if how we like that. But um, it was it was definitely uh, it was definitely underserved. I thought I, I I wouldn't I would even love her to have her own movie because she is a cool character. Yeah, would they give her that? Probably not. But I I didn't think she was given enough uh, enough. She wasn't given the ball enough, you know, yeah, for yeah. for someone who's a good actress like she is. Yeah, in the act, yeah, which 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 is true. But like again, Dimple's performance, she was in Tenet. We know we saw her in Tenet, if you remember. Yeah, she yeah. was great in Tenet. She's yeah, great so in she's this. she's a great actor. She's a really good actor. Most movies I've seen her in, I've always thought like. Hey, but see, it's interesting you mention that because her character in Tenet is very similar in yeah. in a, in that like there is a little bit of a maternal aspect in Tenet as well, like yeah. the relationship with the antagonist. Yeah. Or, or the protagonist, I should say, and uh, but the difference is, I think the quality of writing, right? Yes. You can see that. The, the characters are similar archetypes, but the difference in writing elevates the performance in Tenet versus this. Yeah, but although in this movie, are there any uh, are there any of her scenes or dialogues that stood out to you as not necessary or not? No, I think I think she was used well. Well, there was, was the well. the one the one piece was the whole making fun of Colonel Luthra. Oh, true, but true, that true. that was also to plant a seed in our head for the technology that they have yeah. i didn't know if she needed to do the whole second part of roasting him yeah. to his face yeah i thought that was a little little lame but yeah. overall i thought that a she again these types of characters deserve more airtime in indian movies yeah uh in general and in movies in general because we don't get enough well-written women but i thought her character was probably the most well-written out of all of the characters you had yeah. a you know, had a goal, had a reason why she was at work, and ultimately fulfills, you know, that character's main motivations, which yeah. is just to serve her country. Yeah. She does fulfill that. So I, I thought I thought she was a really well written compared to the other characters, for sure. I agree. I agree yeah. for sure. Um and then well, of course we got Ashutosh Rana as Colonel Luthra. He was also in war. <laughs> Very <laughs> 
I mean, a very simple performance. Um, not much up, screen man. time, just straight up. I, I don't. I, to be honest, I don't really have much to say about his performance. I think most just, most yeah. of his performance, he's on a phone, just telling people what to do. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. Get me the flight control. Yeah, get me a this. couple of sequences here and there where he has to show a bit of anger. Yeah. Or a bit of uh, panic or whatever. Um, but whatever it is, it's. Uh, I think most of his most of yeah. his screen time, I think they could have filmed that in like three days. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, you're good, yeah. Colonel Lusa. You're good. So it's not. It's not much there. Um, but yeah. Uh, I guess so before. We can okay. we can do that after though. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's get into we're gonna start a spoiler review now. So for anyone who has not seen the movie and doesn't want to get yeah, anything pause new, right now. Go watch the movie. Come, and back, come back and listen to this part. Yes. Because we're gonna get into our solid review, what we think, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So we'll give you five, four, three, two, one. Spoilers begin. Okay, Omar. Spoilers are here. We can go a little unhinged now. Yeah um let's talk about the plot of this movie <laughs> okay let's get into it so this movie is like we mentioned before there is an agent he has to protect his country from a terrorist attack now this movie starts with a pakistani terrorist or pakistani general being yes. told that he only has three years to live yeah and then he calls what is essentially consulting terrorists so terrorists who go around and work for other people and the terrorist is john abraham and yeah. he says okay it's going to take some time, but there's going to be a big attack on India. Yeah. And this is where the movie lost me a little, okay? Because then they jump into a flashback where they explain Patan. Yes. Yeah. And here's the crazy part of this movie, guys. A good chunk of the first half of this movie is entirely flashback. Yes. That's all it is. And more so, within the flashback, there are flashbacks. There's at least one that I remember a flashback within a flashback. And it's insane because from a writing perspective, you would yeah. think like, why, why do you need to do this? Like yeah. this expo- the way they've, they've done the exposition. And I did not like that at all. Yeah. Um, I have to agree. The, the choice to bring that flashback in when they brought it in after introducing what they already, the, the timeline of it, I just, I, I would have liked a, a more, I don't know, plot in that sense. Yeah, so so maybe we should add a little bit of, uh, of detail there. So Shah Rukh Khan's character, three years prior to the film starts, is injured in Myanmar, and then he's recovering. Yes. Okay? He's recovering very similar to James Bond when James Bond comes back to MI5 and he's running on the treadmill. Yeah. He's doing the exact same, like that exact same thing. And uh, that's when Dimple's character comes in and they create, well, Shah Rukh Khan has already created Joker, Joker. which is top 10 spy name for for an outfit a military outfit yeah i believe it's joint operations and covert research is yes. joker yeah so this is their organization which they will then use i'm assuming for the rest of the movies uh you know this is the organization that supports them as they do their missions across the globe yes so joker the the main fundamental core tenet of joker is we are going to find the, those people who have served this country and got injured or hurt themselves and we're going to recruit them because they have they have still have more to offer. Yeah. That's great. Not once do they mention a single member of Joker, what their background is, anything. You have these characters, Raza, whatever. Yeah. But they don't tell you what they don't <laughs> tell you anything about what their experience is, whatever. Uh, and that Joker's first mission is when they go to Dubai. Yes. And the president is supposed to be speaking. They're they're there to protect the president, but oh no, they're not there for the president. They're, they're there, there for the scientists. Yes. So this is one part where I wanna I want to commend the film a bit. We have talked about the plot being very questionable. Yeah. The fact that they're kidnapping a scientist and giving him three years to work on a on 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 a, a 
a biological weapon as opposed to like two days. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate they've that. thought about that. Yes. They're, they're doing some thinking. They're like, yeah. yeah, we know how long it takes. Yes. So great. Good on them. <laughs> Where I won't give them credit is this entire sequence in Dubai, which I was not a fan of the sequence. Oh my God. First of all, let's talk about this. You're in Dubai, probably what the exotic car capital of the world. Yeah. And they have SRK driving a Dodge Charger. <laughs> That's true. Even uh, if it's a Hellcat, come yeah. on, guys. So that's not even my biggest gripe with that. <laughs> oh my god, no! That that's the starting point. <laughs> that's the starting point. So one thing we should also mention: this movie has an obsession with aviation. Yes. Every scene has to have a plane, a helicopter, a personal flying jet, <laughs> just something like that. So one, the one thing I can't get over in this sequence, Umar, is when John Abraham. The two helicopters are attached by a rope. John Abraham is on an 18-wheeler that is moving, and he hooks the rope onto the truck with his bare hands. Yes. With his bare hands. So this is, okay, so again, this, yeah, I hated that part. But this, again, brings me back to the, what we expect when we were going in to see a Bollywood action film. It's like, while this, this movie did a great job in other aspects of, you know, exceeding our expectations in that, in that field, it brought us back a few times when oh we see God. something like this. But, okay, but, so that, that part was nonsensical. But even the, I also, also wasn't a fan of the fighting between John Abraham and Shah Rukh Khan in that sequence. Like, no. the, uh, they were on the, the car or the small van or whatever. And then first. they ended up onto another vehicle. they ended up vehicle. onto a truck. Yeah. And the entire fight, I just, I, I couldn't get into that fight. No, it, like it. it was a very bad fight. Yeah. And, and I understand that it's like the first time the two big bads are showing each other. But you don't need to have the fight on a moving platform. But my issue wasn't, <laughs> my, my issue wasn't that it was on a moving platform. And all the jumping punches and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, my issue was, again, how slow it was. Yeah. Like, literally, it would be one, like, Shah Rukh Khan would throw one punch. And then he would, as John Abraham is, like, you know, reacting to that punch, getting hit, falling, whatever is happening to him because of that punch, he's just watching him. And and the reason why it's annoying is because these two same characters are supposed to be guys who can beat like 10 guys up at once. But then when they're one-on-one, suddenly all their moves slow down by 80%. It's, it's and, like, slow. You can't move. Yeah, yeah, it's just, they're just so slow. Like, yeah. I mean, it should be, I would have liked to see really fast hand-to-hand combat between two guys who like close combat close combat yeah, between, yeah. like and you know make it tough make them both get hit a lot whatever you need to do because they're both really efficient at it but like make it like that but and again this brings me back to are they doing that because it's john abraham's first sequence it's Shah Rukh khan and the villain together uh for the first time in the same frame actually fighting are they making these fights slow for audience reactions, I, I don't know, but I would say that that's probably my least one of my least favorite sequences. I just did, the, yeah. it was the worst, yeah. one of the worst. Yeah. So, anyways, Dubai happens. There are two scientists. John Abraham escapes with one, and you don't know why, and he escapes. And after, in the post mortem of the this mission, uh, they realize that all the people they killed who are on John Abraham's team were all ex special forces, special agents, whatever. Yeah. And all of their bank accounts had a payment from one doctor based out of London who has recently bought tickets to Spain. <laughs> and this doctor is the character of Deepika. I think her name is Rubai. Rubai. Do- yes. Dr. Rubai. Yeah. Um, so she, the Dr. Rubai, is in Spain. And Shah Rukh Khan's like, all right, let's hop on a plane to Spain. Again, very Bond-like, you know, just hop on the plane and go. Uh, and that's where Besharam Rung happens. That's where Besharam Rung happens. And now, well, okay, so the one thing I'll give them credit for is that they 
even though it may have still felt random, that they tried they it, they tried to get some plot points going during the song itself. Yeah, so so yeah. Shahrukh Khan I think searches her her room during the song. Yeah, so which obviously they don't show when they just released a song of, yeah. like, a couple months ago, whatever. Well, so because as soon as they find out that the money is going to Spain or that she's going to Spain, yeah. Um, he did like, okay, we're on the next flight to Spain, and then the very next, the very next scene is the song starts. Yeah. So you're just like, oh, so at the beginning you might be thinking, oh, what is this song? Then why can't they just get on with what's going on in Spain? But then they try to, they bring you, okay, she, he's he's trying to get to know her. Yeah, they try to they try yeah. to montage it, like they he's trying to like so, yeah. he's trying to like woo her a bit. Yeah. And that wooing ultimately leads to her walking like 100 meters in front of her, very seductively, being like, ooh, come follow me, and he does. Yeah. And she jumps into a pool, and who's in the pool, Omer? John Abraham. Who's Jim. Char- <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, who we haven't mentioned yet. His character's name is Jim. Jim. I kid you not. Which this is, is a- which is a which is, which is a gripe for me. It's a funny name. I was laughing every time. They're like, "Oh no, Jim!" I just died laughing. Yes, I was laughing. Too. Yeah, the whole time. time. So, anyways, it turns out that oh, of course, she's working very closely with Jim, but Jim isn't here to kill Bertan. He's here to offer him a job, a job with his, yeah, again, private terrorist organization. <laughs> uh, and, you know, Patan is being the very valuable and faithful Indian yeah. that he is, says no. And for some reason, like all henchmen do, John Abraham says, okay, well, my dudes are going to kill you. I'm going to hop on uh, this helicopter. So he hops on the helicopter. And uh, right when Shah Rukh Khan's character, Patan, is about to get killed, oh, Rubai turns on John Abraham's team and starts a fight. And this was one of our favorite fight sequences. Dipika's really good in this fight sequence. Yes. Um, and anyway, she uh, she helps uh, SRK escape. But in the escape, what happens to her? She gets shot. Oh, no. But this sequence... Let's hone in on the sequence a little bit more. Okay, yeah. Because this sequence was one of my gripes in the film as well. What's up with Personally. That? So... And you can correct me if I'm wrong here. But... I didn't like how again Shah Rukh Khan, you know, he was just standing around watching and making trying to make funny comments. He was being so quippy when you're like you're a spy, you're being you're shot spy. at. You'd think yeah. you'd be like thinking of an escape but even plan or when something. When she's fighting everyone, yeah. she's fighting all the guys and she, he's just making comments like, Oh woman, no, this, that, like yeah. in, instead of just like fighting with her or doing something. And I'm sure they're going for like a comedic aspect that again in my it's just my gripe with it because I just don't think his character needed that. It doesn't match the tonality. It doesn't match the tonality at all. So for me, it, again, that was one sequence that was a miss for me. Yeah, and it's weird, right? Because the only the point they show him, they make a very specific point of this in the movie. When does he become serious? When he learns that Deepika is shot and the, he touches the blood with his hands, then he takes the gun from her and goes on a rampage and just yeah. bangs like eight dudes in a row. Yeah. And you're like, so wait, in order for you to care, you need the hot side piece to be injured? <laughs> I don't I don't get that. And then yeah. uh, this is this is another hilarious part. So she's shot. And what is their escape plan? To jump off a cliff. I'm like, I don't think salt water is great for the wounds. <laughs> I don't think that's that's great. But why? I, I'm also confused about that sequence because, again, spoiler review. So, but we find out later after the whole vault sequence that Deepika kind of betrays Shah Rukh Khan. Yeah. And goes back to Johnny Abraham and starts, or to Jim and starts talking to him because the, the, they go back to a flashback of Jim and her making this plan. Yeah. So why did they shoot her? Why did they shoot her? Probably to convince Shah Rukh Khan, right? I, so, but that's a risk that she got shot in the stomach. I was saying, I was like, you think they would wing her, right? Give her a little shot in yeah. the arm. But no, they go, they went for the jejunum, bro. They yeah. went right for the inside. Because another gripe of mine of that scene was 
that the distance between Deepika and Sharukh and the, the the ten guys who were shooting them yeah. was not very much, and I was like, "How do they keep missing?" <laughs> and, and and they were they yeah. were they were protecting themselves under like, like a, miss, step, under a step, a step, not even a and wall. I was a like, step. "How are they not getting caught yet? How or how are they not getting shot yet?" I was like, yeah. this, "This makes no sense to me." So, and then later I find out that this is a plan. So I was like, "Okay, I'll forgive that sequence," thinking that the director had in mind that. He, they're not supposed to be killed because this uh, is the whole plan. And it's funny because I don't even think we see Deepika get shot. We just see like her right. look down and yeah, she's like, oh no. Exactly. We don't actually see like that physical shot. The physical shot. But yeah, so they're on a cliff edge and they yeah. decide to jump off and we cut to Deepika in bed yeah. and Shah Rukh Khan saying, you've been asleep for 18 hours. Yes. And Bob's your uncle. It turns out that Deepika is, you know, Pakistani ISI. She yeah. is a, she's a secret agent as well. And they're also looking into what they call Organization X, which is John Abraham's. And going after the same thing, which is called Rock Beach. Yeah, which right? they don't know what it is yet, yes. but they're going after it. It's like the rabbit's foot. Yeah. It's a, what is it? Find out. <laughs> so Deepika awakens after she's shot 18 hours after. And what is the first thing she asks for? Alcohol. <laughs> yes. And she drinks the largest glass of alcohol I have seen. And then after that, she starts to pour herself more. Yes, in one sip, she just drank like a half a bottle of booze. And she's still coherent. Yes. And I think she's like maybe like 120 pounds. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't it doesn't make sense. But anyways, so they they have this um rabbit's foot, whatever they want to call it, Rakt Beach. Yep. And they have to go find it. And where is it, Omar? Moscow. Of course. So now they're going to another country. And yep. in order to go to Moscow, they have to do a whole heist. And I thought this heist was completely pointless. I This heist is where... This is where I, what, I, what I was talking about earlier. The second half of the first half of the film, where it kind of lo- sagged and lost me. This is was the part. This bit. And, and yeah. it's, it's the whole Moscow sequence. It's very forced i did not like the cgi it, like they had two planes flying at one point yeah side by side and something goes wrong with dipika's planes shah khan cuts himself off and jumps onto the other side and it's so again dramatic for no reason yeah and i just didn't see the point of having all of the, even the russian characters they used as as like Russian people, I, I was just like yeah. too forced. Yeah. There was one funny part with when Shah Rukh Khan goes into the lady's uh, house to get her handprint, and he does the kiran. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's singing to him. Yeah, yeah, that was hilarious. That, that was funny. That got uh, solid laughs. But again, so out of character. Completely out of because why? <laughs> why? But you're why? you're a spy. It's a very serious mission. So that's, that's, what I, that's what I mean. That's but like fine. I'll appreciate that it was a funny scene. But why? <laughs> it, did, it did not need to be. And, and that's that's kind of also what I find annoying. Because like yeah. that was one of my favorite moments in the movie. But it shouldn't be in the movie. Exactly. It should not be it in the movie. So ultimately, Deepika and Shah Rukh, they get what they need to break into this vault. They need two uh, handprints. Yeah. Uh, we should say Deepika does something very fast and furious here when she gets the guy's handprint. Very similar to but, yeah. Gal Gadot in Fast Five. Yeah. Um, they get to the vault. They get in. Um, and they have to go into like a sub vault. So yeah. Shah Rukh Khan jumps in and he gets what looks like a green liquid and he throws it up to Deepika, who's still up top. And Deepika's about to throw a hose down for him to grab to come up. He grabs the hose, he's about to come up. And what does she do? Burns it. She burns the hose. So now she escapes and he's stuck in the vault. And before this mission began, 
um, uh, Dimple Kapaya's character was like, you can't get caught in Russia, you'll get sent to jail. Lo and behold, he gets caught in jail. He gets caught. And um, uh, Dipika leaves, obviously. She's been part of John Abraham's crew this whole time. And this sequence I really liked. So Dimple Kapaya comes to Russia and sees Shah Rukh Khan in prison. And she says, you know, just shoot him twice and we'll send you uh, yeah. we'll send you an invoice for the bullets that's yeah. very much spy movie yes you know you, you know it's like classic mission impossible yeah you know if you get caught we don't know you we've never heard of you i love that yes that then leads into a sequence where shahrukh khan is being moved on a train before we get into the train sequence we should mention there's another little bit of spy trickery that goes on again another one of the things i really liked about this movie so there are Shah Rukh Khan's characters on one side of a wall yep. and Dimple's character on the other side. It's, it's a classic interrogation room. And uh, she signals to him in Morse code. Yes, with her fingers. With her fingers. And that lets Shah Rukh Khan's character Patan know that someone is going to come to save him. Yeah. So they enter this train and it looks like intentionally the prisoners are going to try to kill him. Yeah. He's the only one who has his handcuffs still on. Yeah. And that's where probably the best fight sequence occurs. That I was blown away by that scene. I loved it. I yeah. thought, I thought it's something, um, I've never seen gen- anything like it in a Bollywood movie. Yeah. But genuinely I thought it was so well done. And I, I was like looking at the screen. I was like, wow, this is really good. Yeah. So they do a one shot, uh, very similar to the daredevil hallway scene, very yeah. similar to the Shang-Chi, um, bus scene. Yeah. Uh, so it's one guy on like ten dudes. Yeah. But the way he's using his surroundings, the way he's using other people, yeah. it's it's an awesome, awesome it's sequence. Choreographed so well. I can't uh, and so that's the first half of the sequence, and I really, really love that sequence. I really love it. And I it. really appreciated how they showed him getting his ass beat. Yeah. Because typically they don't show that. Yeah. So that was very cool. Now there are other parts in the movie where he should not be able to walk or talk or whatever. Yeah. But they just let it slide. But in this one. They really, they, yeah, they show it. They went all out. So they, 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 they give you his moment where he goes to ten guys in one take and just amazing combat, amazing, um, you know, like you said, use of his surroundings, use of the people, um, movement was great. Yeah, very, very Krav Maga. Yeah, like, exactly. He, he, and then like there are parts where even like he's punching and you can tell he's tired, right? So he's like he just like whips someone and he's like, oh, yeah, and yeah, he's panting and stuff. Yeah. And at one point. In this, he gets pushed up against the wall, and it looks like everyone is down, but they're not down and out. Yeah. They're like kind of woozy, and they're yeah. gonna get back up, and there's gonna be a round two. And then we hear a big thunk, thunk on the yeah. top of the the train. Yeah, Omer, what is this part? So the thump on the top of the train. This is your Salman Khan entrance. <laughs> <laughs> so this is. Tiger's entry into the film, a cameo. I think most people watching the, going to watch this movie or who know about this movie know yeah. that he's coming in at some point um, as a cameo um, to to relate both of to relate the universe. And they do yeah. mention the characters from War as well. A couple years, there, there's mentioned a few times they mention the him. Yeah. yeah. So Salman Khan enters right here um, to help Patan out. So his entrance in it's when Shah Rukh Khan's essentially down and out almost he's still got a, a few guys on him giving him a punch and a kick here and there he, uh, you know he has that line too where he's like guys time out time out remember yeah. yeah he has that line too and then right before he's getting more of it you know they start hearing a couple of thumps on the top of the train and then through the train comes the you know famous scarf of yeah 
tiger, which is the kafir. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he brings that down and he chokes the guy with it. Yeah. And then he jumps down and appears on screen. So and you're missing one key part. Oh, he's well, he's carrying he's, a coffee or yeah, a milkshake yeah, it's or like something. A milkshake yeah. in his hand, <laughs> yeah. Which again is just so stupid. <laughs> like why 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 do you need that? And the the plot reason is because he also bought painkillers. So yeah, he's like you need to wash the painkillers. Yeah, down. So yeah. This man brings a full out coffee. Um, and anyways, Patan and this is the second part of the train sequence. I didn't enjoy it as much. No, so I um so the, the two reasons why I didn't enjoy it that much. First reason was we saw such great choreographed combat right right there. And then you have Salman Khan enter. And, and then you have Salman Khan enter and the combat just loses a touch there. He's just a bull in a china shop. He can't move. So yeah. he's just like... So he's just kind of... He's just flinging his scarf around or flinging his arms around. Yeah. And then he gets punched, but nothing happens to him because he's like tiger. So strong, like, yeah. yeah <laughs> Other like, people yeah. hurt themselves punching yeah, yeah, him. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But I, I, and that whole... Salman character vibe. I'm just like whatever. Like, and then, yeah. and then it starts to go even more excessive. When it gets more excessive. Okay, a couple of things I liked. I like seeing them both on screen together. It was cool. I like seeing them combat together. Yeah, as a child of the nineties, exactly. It was very. It was cool really thing. cool. Yeah. Uh, it was really cool seeing them in this, uh, in this environment. Yeah, and fighting and like. But I think I think they did what, force. what we talked about earlier, which is they were like, okay, we have them now. Let's turn it up to eleven. Now it's to 11. So they did another classic top of a moving train fight yes that i'm pretty sure there were dudes with full like iron man gear and machine guns and they beat the crap out of them took their guns used their guns to shoot a helicopter down yeah and that helicopter crashed into the bridge yeah which then forced them to run the opposite direction because they had to jump off the train yes all of that is within like three minutes yeah it was a lot and that's where the CGI gets. That's where I would have let any nonsensical things go more if the CGI didn't fail you there. Yeah. So when they're running <laughs> on top of the train, it is brutal. Yeah. Uh, you could tell that it, it's sliced. I just, I just and... don't. I just don't. When it looks like a video game, I'm not. I don't like it. You know. And, and if I'm yeah. gonna be honest with you guys, this is an Indian spy who's coming in to take another Indian spy out of Russian captivity. Yeah. I don't think you want to draw a lot of attention to yourself. Yeah. It should be a quick in and out, right? Yes. These yeah. guys are freaking shooting helicopters. They're, they're damaging infrastructure, bro. Yeah. Like someone's got, someone at the Kremlin is going to learn about that bridge being broken. They're going to be like, who's missing? Yeah. The two, the Indian dude. I wonder who did this. <laughs> it's like, congrats. Bataan's on a no-fi list now. <laughs> You're not going to Moscow again. Yeah, exactly. Right? But so that, that was... Again, excessive, um, and then they don't—they don't even explain how he, he gets out of the middle of nowhere, Russia. He's in the middle of yeah, nowhere, yeah, middle. like Siberia, and they're just like, yeah, yeah, we're gonna. He gets out of there, um, but yeah, so that's where—that's why I said earlier that I—I—I—I split the train sequence into two separate parts itself, the part that I loved, and the part that I could appreciate with what they were trying to do, but just at points didn't hit. Yeah, so at this point. Um, <laughs> Shahrukh has gotten Rakhbich in Moscow, yes. right? And he has been caught by the Russians. Now, this is what I didn't understand. Was he imprisoned for like three years? That's what I didn't get either. Because apparently he was gone for a while. Yeah. So I guess he was imprisoned for three years and they said Tiger is going to come get you. He just didn't know when. Yeah, I, I guess. guess so. And then that train, and then that so train, that train sequence when... didn't, or that, that, that them shipping him in a train didn't happen. Like, right, after right after his that. meeting it with It was after it was a few years or so. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, but... Rucked beach we haven't mentioned yet. Um, it is weaponized smallpox. Yes. Um, it is or it, it is a live smallpox uh smallpox virus, but they're going to try to weaponize it. 
with the scientist that he had earlier kidnapped in Dubai. Yeah. So all of that happens. Uh, and Patan gets out again, like we said, apparently after three years. Yeah. Um, and then this is where the start of the movie kind of comes back in, right? Yeah, and that's so it's funny because initially watching the movie when I when when, when the smallpox um plot line is revealed, yeah, I was like, whoa, that's out of nowhere. And for a second, I was like, where did this come from? Why'd they add this? And then I remembered, I was like, oh yeah, the Dubai scientist capture. Yeah. So it all connects to that. So I was like, okay, it's in place. I just, I, I just blanked that part for a second. I guess so much happened in the movie. Okay. <laughs> so, so you know what, you know what, you know what clicked in for me at the movie at this part? Yeah. So I don't know if we mentioned this at the top, but the main issue with this Pakistani general was that article 370 was revoked and India wants to claim Kashmir back. Yes. So that's why he's, he's all thing. There's a Mission Impossible movie set. The final sequence is in the Kashmir area. Yeah. And there's a biological weapon, which they are hoping to unleash. This is Mission Impossible the, 6. The one with uh, the one with Henry Cavill when he's the yes, bad guy. Yes, that's the last one. Right? Yeah, Seen, one. like, literally beat for beat. So similar in yeah, terms yeah. of the plot. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So it instantly reminded me of that. But anyways, Bhutan is now out of prison in Russia. He goes to Africa, quote. That's all they say. He yeah. goes to Africa and he finds a henchman and that's where the intro scene happens. Yes. Uh, that's why the henchman thinks Bhutan is dead in Me- in, in, Me- in uh, Moscow, but yeah. he's still alive. And he's looking for Rubai again. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's kind of where this, the movie starts. And this is where I started to have some issues with the plot where R- R- Rubai is caught, not caught, she's caught on camera in Paris and and Shah Rukh Khan thinks it's intentional that, that she did that. He wants her to go find him. So yes. he goes to Paris and she apparently has had a change of heart when she learns. Yeah, what this the... is... Bro, you knew what yeah. you were stealing. What did you expect him to do? That's, I, I literally turned over um, and said this to one of the people we watched the yeah. movie with. I was like, so all of a sudden now she's just good. After three years, <laughs> so, she's know. like, you know, living the high life in Paris. And she's like, yeah, this is fine. Yeah. So that it didn't hit for me there either. I, yeah. I did not understand yeah. that bit. Um, but essentially, they're trying to tell us that now um, she's on Shah Rukh Khan's side. So now Patan and is she a doctor? I don't know. <laughs> the Rubai are now on the same team. Yeah. Uh, very similar, from my understanding, to Tiger and Zoya in the ISI. Yeah. Right? Like, Pakistani agent, Indian agent, fall in love. Yes. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, so this is where the next sequence begins. And again, it's got a lot of, a lot of questionable things. So (laughs) we find out where John Abraham's lab is. I guess it's in in Russia somewhere. Yeah. And this lab is like classic henchman lab on a mountain. You know, you've got a bunch of security guards, this, that. And Rubia has told Shah Rukh Khan and his team where this lab is. So she's there. She's wearing a jumpsuit. Yeah. Very Kill Bill. Yes. And next thing you know, just like Mission Impossible, five dudes come out of the sky and they break, they shatter the glass into this, into this, uh, into this hideout. And John Abraham's like, oh shit, what am I going to do? Yeah. So he has these two orbs <laughs> where the, uh, the poisoner, the, the smallpox is in, and he has to try to escape with them. Yeah. Omar, what happens next? <laughs> he's he's on a snowy mountain, and he has to get to the bottom of the mountain. What vehicle does John Abraham use? What anyone would use. A motorcycle. Of course, yeah. Not a snowmobile. 
You know, not a snowboard, not a ski. He decides to use a motorcycle. A motorcycle. Um, Interesting choice. I, I don't know why. So at this point, John Abraham has already lost one of the orbs. The Indian government has captured one of the orbs. And John Abraham has the other orb. And he's going to, this is the orb that's going to, you know, set off a biological warfare. So he's, he's on the water. He's running with this orb. He's driving on a frozen lake, I think. And then what happens? So they're on a frozen lake. Shahrukh Patan is chasing. Yeah. On a motorcycle as well, on this frozen lake. And he's essentially given up trying to get the other orb. He only wants the one orb the at one, this point. Yeah, exactly. He just wants the one orb. Um, and they're, they're, they're doing this chase. They're going through this chase. And then there's one instant where out of this, like, crook. A cave. Out of this cave or whatever, rushes out Rubai <laughs> on ice skates. Like Frozone, and... <laughs> like Frozone in The Incredible. She, there are two mans on motorcycles on a frozen lake driving, and she's out here on on speed skates. And I was like, oh, when that happened, I couldn't stop laughing <laughs> because I thought it was so out of place. Why is she on speed? Yeah, why is she on skates? And I mean, again, this comes back to okay, I appreciate them wanting this strong female character mm-hmm. to be involved in the major climax of the film. But you gotta bring her in in some other way, man. <laughs> and and we should say this isn't even the final climax yet. But it's still, sure it's not the final. It's final like climax it's like yet. it's like why why do you need to put her on skates first of all? Yeah. Secondly, there are any number of ways you could have made this more dramatic, yes. right? And what do they do to her instead? What does her character succumb to? Shah Rukh Khan has a decision. Patan has a decision to save her, or do I save her? Or do I go for the orb? And he saves her. Yeah, so she comes in looking ridiculous on ice skates, and then <laughs> she gets blown up, blow, blown into, into falls into the water, and just essentially starts drowning. Um, and then, and then there you go. She has to be saved. But so that that was that was a it was funny because as disappointment of a, a disappointing of a moment it was. It was a hilarious moment. Oh, it was so it was classic unintentional comedy because again, yeah, we should say that we come from a country in North America that has a lot of ice and a lot of snow. <laughs> yes. and we are very familiar with skating. So when we saw this, we were like, we know how fast you can go when you're skating. It's pretty quick. You'd yeah. be surprised, but not that fast. Yeah, but, but even like, I mean, where do the skates come from? She's just in a cave. Yeah, she just, just has the skates on. How'd she get there? How'd she know that all this was going to happen? Where'd the skates, like, how'd she realize that, oh, I should pack skates? Yeah, she just, <laughs> and, and you know what? Almost It almost pissed me off a little. I was like, you do all of this and you don't even put rocket launchers on your skates? You don't even give her, like, a jet boost? It's just regular her, skates? Yeah. Make, make it seem more compelling if she's on skates. Like, give us a reason to think, okay, fine, you know? Yeah, <laughs> maybe they could have told us, like, oh, yeah, she's a... All Pakistan <laughs> skater or something, but no, he's just like she's on skates. All Pakistan, yeah. Skater. So, so, anyways, there's the two orbs. John Abraham leaves with one. The Indian government has the other. What are they gonna do now? They know that there's a biological attack coming, so they say, "All right, we're gonna try to create a vaccine." They take it to the Indian Institute of uh, whatever the disease is, yeah, uh, contagious disease, and uh, they decide, "Let's open one of the orbs." Genius move. <laughs> uh, turns out, everyone who's in the room. It's a it's a locked room, like a sealed room, is now going to succumb to this weaponized black box. And Umar is in the room. Dimple. Oh no, Dimple. <laughs> so Dimple dies in a very like valorant way, where yeah. where she doesn't let the disease succumb. She I'm pretty confident she shoots herself. She shoots right? herself, yeah. And, and she, they all shoot themselves. Yeah, it's a very like, you know, um 
nationalistic scene where she's like, I'm so happy. I know I'm going to die for my country kind of thing. Yeah. And it was it very much reminded me of the beats of M dying in uh, the James Bond series. Mm. Uh, like, you know, like the, the spy is like mother figure. And yeah. the, the, the spy is the person who sees all of the potential in the spy dies. And that adds more fire to the spies than, yes. you know, yeah. effort to fight. Um, so that happens. And then they... <laughs> They destroy the whole lab. They explode the whole lab. <laughs> the whole lab. Uh, and then this is where the uh, the final sequence comes in. Yep. So, Omar, what did you think about the final sequence? I didn't... Um... Okay, one, one gripe I had with the final sequence is that the detonator, per se, that's, you know, that has, that's control, that John Abraham has, who, that's controlling the mm-hmm. outbreak of the smallpox, mm-hmm. Um, he keeps wide open on his chest. Yeah. During the fight, while his during his fight with Bataan. Yeah. Um, so very easily accessible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so they have this orb, and and the whole time they lead us to believe when when Shah Rukh Khan goes to Africa to fight one of the henchmen, we are led to believe that they're gonna put the orb on a missile and shoot it into India. Yeah. Um. So John Abraham's base is in Afghanistan. They go to Afghanistan, and it turns out that uh, the missile does not contain the orb. Instead, he's put the orb on a commercial flight that is set to land in Delhi, the yes. Indian capital. Yes. Okay? So, like, the henchmen come. They they have a big fight at this missile launch site. Oh, lo and behold, SRK's team wins. They figure out the orb's not there. John Abraham leaves. And they're like, we got to chase this guy. Yeah. So, what does John Abraham do? Omar, what does he use to leave? What machine does he use? <laughs> so, this is where... The jetpacks come in. Oh my god. <laughs> this man jumps up. First of all, can we talk about how many damn bases this guy has? Secondly, yes, each true. base has like a thousand Insane. cars. Yeah. yeah. So he jumps off a cliff with a jetpack. And two, three minutes after him, Shah Rukh Khan does the same thing. Oh my, this is another example of just why do you need to do this? Shah Rukh yeah. Khan jumps off the cliff with a jetpack on. And what does he do next? Well, as he jumps, he realized that the power wasn't on. Yeah. So as he's falling in this jetpack, five hundred feet a second, five hundred yeah. feet a second, he's like figuring out that oh shit, I gotta I gotta plug this thing in <laughs> before before I can make it fly. And then it manages. I mean, as nonsensical as that part was, I didn't care. I didn't that, that part didn't stick out to me as anything like what it was. It was the fact that he's like jetpack. It's also like it's also like. But why do you need to add that? You couldn't well, just. Yeah. He, he's a spy. Yeah, you would have checked before. You know, does the throttle work? Like. This is the ignition turn. No, I have a concussion, but he's got hit a lot. He got hit a lot. So, so, anyways, they have a jetpack flight. They fight. Uh, then they land in a again off the top of a cliff, like a house, a village. Yeah. They have an epic fight, and like Omar mentioned, the detonator is held on um, on John Abraham's uh, like kind of like his breast pocket. Yeah. And the whole time they're fighting, there's a count. They in the plane, they have found the bomb. And there's a countdown. So Luthra comes back and he's, yeah. he's thinking, like, I'm going to have to shoot this plane down. Yes. Uh, and Patan is still fighting John Abraham to get this detonator to cancel it. Yeah. So what does Patan do? He's, he does the sacrifice play. He yeah. lets himself get stabbed. Yes. In order to grab the detonator. Yeah. And then he stops the and timer. he stops it with two seconds left. With two seconds left. Yeah. And, yeah, and again, you know, I appreciate that aspect of it. Um, I just, I just... I just think of how, you know, 
it was just so accessible. Well, <laughs> you could have had this entire fight scene happen in the same base. Yeah. They didn't need to jump on to change ju- bases. Yeah, yeah, they didn't need to do but that. But this was, they needed to make it in a position where it's just the two oh, of them. Oh, no one else can have, no, no one, one else. else. Yeah. yeah, it's just the two of them. Very much like yeah. Obi-Wan and Anakin exactly. and on Mustafar. Like, just yeah. beefing. And to, to just comment on a theme that the movie's trying to portray here is that a little bit of backstory that John Abraham as a character was previously an Indian soldier. And, and they refused to pay the ransom. For and him. they refused to pay the ransom for him, for him, and so his wife, yeah. uh, for him and his wife, which resulted in his wife being killed by their capturers. So his, what he essentially, what Johnny Brown's mission in this movie is, is to make India make the same decision. Yeah. Are you are you willing to pay? Are or... you willing to pay for the, to save your country, or are you willing to like who are you going to kill? Are you yeah. going to kill? Are you going to kill a flight of two hundred people to save your country? Or are you going to uh, allow your country to, I guess, be destroyed? What are you going to do? And obviously the choice is obvious, but he wanted to put them in a predicament or in that kind of a scenario where it's kind of a lose-lose in, yeah. in a way, you know? So yeah. ultimately, um, Jim is left hanging off a side of a cliff. Yeah. And uh, Shah Rukh Khan in this perfect Batman voice says, Jay Hind. Yeah. And stomps. And he ends, and he ends and with, he... Uh, he ends with uh, you know, a soldier doesn't ask what his country's done for him. Yeah. A soldier asks, asks what, what can he... I do for my country? All right. Janaid, yeah. pro fun fact, who said that in actuality, in history? Who? John F. Kennedy. Oh, really? Ask not what you can do to serve your country. Or ask not what you can, what, what your country can do to serve you. Ask what you can do to serve, serve your, your country. country. Yeah. yeah. Classic. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he does that. John Abraham dies. They save the day. Everyone is happy and <laughs> pleased. And then we get into the... Uh... The we get well, we it was already revealed, but we get into the final revelation that for sure, you know, Ekta Tiger yeah. is coming out. Um, I believe in the next few, it's Eid release, I believe, so yeah. it's coming out, um, April of this year. Um, so in a few months, Ekta Tiger comes out, which is part of the Wire of Universe, Salman Khan as the as Tiger. And I think we're going to see a Shah Rukh Khan cameo in the film, yeah. So, so, yeah. so the movie essentially ends with them all successful, right? Yeah. It's, it's great. Um, there is a point where the Indian. Indian spies try to like waterboard <laughs> Rubia. Remember that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that 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 was random, but yes. okay, they stopped doing that. Uh, and then in the post credit scene, uh, a little bit of Bollywood banter. I found. I thought it was hilarious. I loved it. It was so funny Just, because but, it was they were trying to hit two notes at once. Yeah, I mean, it was an implication that they're talking about Bollywood, right? Yes, but, yeah, but yeah, exactly. That that was that was the main yeah, thing. Yeah. But they they framed it in, in a different in, context, in movie, which is yeah. which is why it made the scene so great. It's basically yeah. Yeah. So essentially, it's just them talking. They're like, "Oh man, we gotta retire. I'm too, I'm, I'm getting too old for this crap." You yeah. Know? They're like, "We've been doing it for thirty years." And then they're like, "That one guy kind of has something." And then Shahrukh's <laughs> like, "Nah, nah, he doesn't have." It. And then Shahrukh's like, "But the other guy does." And someone's yeah. like, "Nah, nah, he doesn't have it." Yeah. What about that other guy? <laughs> uh, he has a little something. But yeah, they're essentially talking about the state of like what Omar said at the beginning of the box office and how. These uh, the only guys these guys can bring it in that they for 30 years they've been ruling the the box office the box office and essentially now and i, I mean it kind of proves it in a way where as as bollywood struggles the most you know they're saying that you know it's king it's back to save it's back like, yeah to, to save it like again like Shah Rukh Khan comes back and the the numbers are up up like crazy yeah so yeah uh it was a great scene i love that scene yeah it was funny <laughs> um so before we uh we finish off we want to do two more things uh, we want to obviously give our awards uh, but before we do that, I want to talk about some of the influences from other like movies that we saw in, the, in this yeah. film. So we've mentioned Mission Impossible a few times. Rogue Nation, Gross Protocol, Fallout, and the first Mission Impossible are all very clear. You can see renditions. Like the the uh, the whole having to... Uh, or another great example, Charlie's Angels. 
Okay. Have you ever seen that movie? No, actually. But they have to go into a vault and they need yeah. two people. Then you need the two people to open it. And it's like the same vault as they yeah. had in this movie. Uh, James Bond. We've mentioned a few times about the number of different um, yeah. like kind of similarities. But I thought the big one was Dimple dying just like M. Yeah. And also the whole like Hindustan is your mother. Britain is your mother. And you're the son. Yes. And you were raised alone as an orphan. So really the country is your it's mother. Your, yeah. So you want to protect it. That whole. Exactly. That's very james bond especially skyfall very much has that where they go into his background and all of that yeah how he's an orphan and all that stuff um avengers the whole intro scene with black widow very similar to patan's intro when he's like you know they think he's in they, they think they're in power but really he's in power. in power yeah um fast and the furious we talked about this but the way uh deepika gets the handprint is very similar to gal gadot in fast five when she gets the handprint on her bikini when the yeah. guy touches her butt um incredible i mean it's obvious the frozone yes. skating yeah. <laughs> very very similar to that and i'm sure when we rewatch if we rewatch the movie we'll find a lot of other like influences but there's there, there's quite a few of them and honestly i thought i thought it was interesting to to kind of pinpoint it and see what what looks like other movies because yeah. they did try to do it relatively accurately yes um but it was it was fun uh and then um the awards so, Umar, uh, when it comes to our awards, we typically do this when we trade movies, but because this is a big movie that we're going to review, and we're going to try to do this with some of the bigger releases, yes. Hollywood and Bollywood, we'll try to do like a big mega podcast for them. Um, we'll start from the bottom and work our way up top. Uh, so, as has been made popularized by our famous review of the menu, uh, the Nicholas Holt Most Punchable Face Award. <laughs> who, who does that go to for you, in your opinion? Okay, the guy I'm giving it to is going to be a surprise for people. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> however, I have a reason, okay? It's <laughs> okay. okay so I'm giving it to uh, Prakash uh, Bilawadi, who plays Dr. Sahani, which is the doctor that they, the scientist they capture. The guy who weaponizes. Uh, the guy who weaponizes. And, and obviously he's, he's innocent in this movie, being forced to do something he doesn't want to do, and I don't think he even knows what he's doing with the, or knows the extent to what he's creating, is what they yeah. use it for. Um but it's because his face, this guy has been in previous movies as a villain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he just has a really punchable face. So, so, so I have to just give it to him. So for me, I, I chose Manish Wadwa, who plays General Kader. Yes, the, the main, the, the, at the beginning, right? Yeah. One of the funniest parts of this movie was when John Abraham's like, screw it, we'll, we'll, we're going to send the missile to Islamabad. <laughs> Out of nowhere, he's like, "Yeah, you know what? Aim it to Islamabad." And then Gen- General Kader's reaction, he's like, yeah. "No!" no. Yeah. Like, Yo, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that killed me. I was like, "This guy had such a and, and the whole like he's the first character you see in the movie." Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, General Kader definitely my most punchable, um, most punchable face. Best sequence, Omar. What's your favorite sequence? That first half of the train sequence, my best sequence. Um, there was a for me, it was. Hands down, that it wasn't even a question for me. Yeah, I, I have to agree. I think the only other sequence that I think I enjoyed um, similarly was the first half of Deepika's initial fight scene where she's uh, where she's uh, fighting the individuals and before the guns come out and before she gets shot. I really like that part. Yes, that's, uh, yeah, it was really good. And I, I, I did really enjoy Shah Rukh Khan's introduction scene, but yeah. intro, um, which is so... I, I think I the sliding on the helicopter kind of ruined <laughs> and, and And the shooting the shooting to get out. Yeah. That, that was too yeah. much for me. So, Again, they're turning it up too much. You know? Yeah, they're turning it up too much there at the end. So, but like the, um, yeah, the train sequence for me, yeah. Hands yeah. down. 
Um, so for most efficient or Steph Curry award, we typically award this to someone who had not as much screen time, but in their screen time, they really gave us a lot. Um, for me, I thought it was Dimple Capria. I thought she, not not a lot of screen time, but in her screen time, again, like I said earlier, her character seems like someone who's real, someone believable, someone like you could see in yeah. real life. And I thought she bought some humanity into a film that was very superhuman. Yes, very right. much so. Yeah, very much so. No, as much as I, I like, I agree with that fully too. Like, she does, she deserves a, a Steph Curry, the most efficient award. Um, just for the basis of what it brought to the film, I think I, I gotta give this to Man Khan. And if this was the Oscars, or if this, which it is, by the way, yeah, <laughs> so, uh, I think he would have won, won by a long shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it has like again, yeah, limited screen time. He's there as a special appearance. He's there to bring the whole universe together. The his presence, what it uh, what it means, not in terms of just the film, but in terms of both the icons together. I thought it was really. Cool. I almost thought it would have been funnier if after this whole mission, like Shah Rukh Khan is like recovering at like their building, yeah, and like like in a sauna or something, and that's where he comes in, and he just walks in. He's like, thirty years, eh? 30 years. <laughs> and they're like they're both in recovery. Yeah. Like that would have been kind of funny. You know? That would have been funny as well because the way they did it is they they just explode a bridge, explode a helicopter, destroy a train, yeah. and then they're just sitting on the train tracks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I feel like Vladimir Putin would have a problem with this. You know, like someone would come after him. Um, so now our final award, um, most valuable player, MVP. I think it's pretty obvious who we're going to pick here. Umar, who's your choice? Shah Rukh Khan. Yeah, my choice is Shah Rukh Khan as well. And I think if we were to put this in sports context, okay, if you build a team around one player and you have to, and it's based on that player's excellence, yeah, that player's inevitably going to win the MVP because he's yes. getting all the shots. He's getting everything. Yeah. And in this movie, he got all the lines. Yes. He got all the big, you know, Horatio Sassy lines. Yep. He got all the action sequences. It was him. He was the main guy. He was the main guy. And it shows. And it shows how he elevated this movie himself. Because, yeah, we have our gripes with the film. Um, and I think if you replace him and you put someone else in this movie yeah. who's not a big name or, or who's not someone that we're excited to see or anything – we're going to be trolling some of the things we didn't like a lot more. I think I think I agree. And ultimately, look, you don't have to love the kinds of movies um, that they come up with in Bollywood, but you can appreciate the talent that the individual actors have because it is they are talented. Yes. Um, the writing may not always meet up to the par of their talent. Yes. But I think I think in this movie, he has to win the MVP. He yeah. is, he's by far... He does all the work, yeah. right? All the dramatic work, all the comedy work, all the fighting work, everything. It's yeah. him. And as much as much as we want to credit, you know, this director, we want to credit um, the set pieces, we want to credit the action. Um, this movie's not doing the business it's doing. Yeah. Uh, if Shah Rukh Khan's not in there. No, no. Yeah. And and we should also give some credit to John Abraham, who I thought was a great actor. As, again, yeah. yeah. Great, 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 great in this film. And to shout out for him, not just a good performance but a brave choice because john abraham recently has been coming in a lot of more patriotic films yeah where he's playing like you know the force is an example um you know where he's playing characters that are very you know patriotic yeah, yeah. and a very brave choice for him to you know take a pause on it and come and play a villain against india you yeah. know um yeah i think ultimately omar uh, i don't want to speak for you but i would say that we both had issues with the movie um it was definitely a spectacle if you live in an area where there are a lot of people who are going to go to watch this movie, it might be worth going to watch it just as like a I think it's worth going to watch. point in time, exactly. enjoy it, because there aren't very many movies at this scale, particularly Bollywood movies. But in terms of like 
grading it out of 10, I'd probably give it like a six and a half out of 10. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll give it a seven. Yeah, I, I, seven. I think there are definitely room, there's definitely room for improvement. And what I really, what I really don't want to see is them seeing the success of this movie and doubling down on it when they make Bataan 2, which is to say, we're going to space, you know, we're yeah. like just too extra. Yes. I, I wish they would bring it down a level almost. Make yeah, it more I want realistic. Them, yeah, and you know, I almost don't think it's gonna happen. They, it can't because because yeah. from a purely like capitalist perspective, the yes. next movie has to make more money because it's gonna have a bigger budget and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, so it's kind of a double-edged sword in the sense that like the spectacle and Shah Rukh Khan's comeback brought people to watch this movie. Um and if it wasn't for a comeback, I don't know how much you know. I'm I'm trying to wonder if if in in different circumstances the same movie came out what's it gonna do? Yeah, I think I think what they're gonna do now is they're gonna have Bataan two come out or not Bataan two. Uh, they're gonna have Tiger three, right? Yeah, Tiger three. And uh, there's gonna be another bad guy in that obviously, and then they'll have is War gonna come out before Bataan two, like a next War movie? Uh, I would think so. Yes. So so they'll have like two new bad guys, and then they'll link that John Abraham and these two new bad guys were all being controlled by one big head honcho. Yeah. And that's going to be the, their Avengers style movie where all three of them have, we're to all baton. Cause it was all Tiger, like, just like, yeah. you know, mission impossible where it's yeah. like a secret organization or not the mission impossible, uh, James Bond, where it's like Spectre is controlling everything. Yeah. It's going to be like that. So I'm really interested to see that. But again, that's a big, big spectacle movie. That's yeah. going to, that's going to happen. That's still like three, four years away. It's still a few years away, but, Again, like in that in that three four years, uh, I got I got to see a step up into the F- VFX game. Yeah, yeah. Because they're gonna create that spectacle. It's gonna be done right. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean it's it's it needs to be improved, and I don't yeah. think it'll look good, particularly on like small screen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it won't look good. Exactly. Um, anything else to add, Omar? No. Um, you know, get in on the hype and go watch the movie. It's a fun watch with family. It's a family friendly movie. Yeah, it's it is relatively family friendly. Relatively yeah. family friendly movie. Um, so go watch it. There's one particular part where they focus in on breasts, but that's about it. That's, <laughs> that's, that's about it. True, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, apart from that, it's a fun watch. Um, go. You gotta go in leaving, um, a logic aside. <laughs> yeah. And just go in and enjoy the show, man. That's all you gotta do. It's yeah. one of those movies where you go in not thinking of realism. And, yeah, I agree. And stuff. You go in to just, you know, what, what am I gonna see? How is it gonna look? And am I gonna enjoy myself? I yeah. can tell you you're gonna enjoy yourself. Yeah. So definitely go enjoy it. Have fun. Um, but this is our second podcast of the week. So um, we'll see you guys next week where we're gonna be discussing the 2015 film The Gift, yes. I believe, which is available on Netflix. Um, Omar, do you have anything else to add? No, that's all. Please follow us on TikTok. Uh, listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Share it with your friends. Spread the word. Yeah, and uh, we'll see you at the movies. And tell everyone that we are... No, it's not going to work grammatically. <laughs> that tell we are what? Tell everyone... Zindahe. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thanks, everyone. Have a good one. Bye. Take care, guys. When you